back in the day while Gretzky did put up with some harassment. Overall, you didn't touch Wayne because you would then have to deal with Dave Semenko and Marty McSorley, and that's just not the way the game is played anymore. I'm not an NHL coach. I don't watch enough Leafs games. It just, to me, comes across as a lot of whining that if you do complain, it's going to go one of two ways. The refs are either going to listen, uh, maybe he's right and get the calls, or they're going to ram it even more for the sun don't shine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it is. Hello, everybody. Hello, Canada, Canadian sports fans here in the United States. Welcome to the RP Show. It's your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show and the only live daytime sports entertainment talk show. Therefore, we are your favorite. Very big day today. Our good friends Peter Labardius, Calgary Flames radio broadcaster, and Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert, will be joining us throughout the next two hours for a lot of fun and sports frivolity. We welcome in the moose, Darren DuPont, today. Uh, does he have a bunny hug on? He does. Very popular, uh, Moose. I opened up the text line today, the 902 line this morning, and they're all raving about that bunny hug you were wearing yesterday. <laughs> that one t- you got on today, as I recall, extremely thick and warm. Are you having a cold day yes. in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, you know, it, we're not. We're going to have a beautiful day. It's going to be about five degrees or more above zero. But nice. I was out this morning, as as you know, and it was a little chilly. It was seven below. And so I put on the thick bunny hug. And uh, this one came from Ryan Leslie, so uh, our good friend Ryan Leslie. So it's comfy, and I'm going to enjoy it this morning. Well, okay. And, uh, hey, I just want to say I'm repping Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. My good guy Camco over there at Bronco, and I know that I... Uh, I know that I look a little bit like a um, furnace or air conditioning repairman, and I'm I'm here for it. So, uh, Bronco, hello to the boys. They love the hockey talk, so yeah. we're going to be talking about that. But, you know, it's interesting with daytime sports talk. It's afternoon out here on the East Coast. It's still people just waking up out on the West Coast. It's just interesting doing a national show time-wise. I had a lot of things that I wanted to get to, and, and I will. It's some point but you know things change as we go through the day there's breaking news today i will just the breaking news taylor hall has been uh, fined five thousand dollars for his uh, sucker punch last night on the boston forward which we'll get to into in a moment but i just want to say daily south florida sports talk because it's a different world than not just what we're used to in western canada moose but quite frankly all of canada this morning i was at uh, brooklyn water bagel and there was a bunch of guys sitting around the table with white hair, and they had the New York Jewish accent going, and they were talking about Tiger Wood and uh, the Mastis. And so I'm going to open, before we go any further with the Quick Six Show topics, this for the golf people that love the show before we get into the hockey and probably some football too, but Tiger Wood, it was the front cover of the paper, the newspaper. Those guys were reading it. And it said, Tiger, tease it up. And a photo of Tiger Woods, but it was tease as in teasing you. Tiger, tease it up. Yes. Tiger Woods flew to Augusta National on Tuesday, sparking even greater speculation the Masters next week could be his first time competing against the best since a car crash 14 months ago severely injured his right leg. Various plane tracking websites showed a Gulf Stream registered to Tiger leaving South Florida at about 9 a.m., and the Twitter handle Eureka Earth showed the private jet on the runway at Augusta's regional airport. SI.com's morning read cited a source as saying Tiger was at Augusta National with his 12-year-old son Charlie. 
Tiger's agent at XL Sports did not immediately respond to a voicemail for a comment. Tiger has not said anything publicly or even walked in a way that suggests he's ready to play in his first major uh, since the Masters, by the way, in November of 2020. You know, the COVID screwed up Masters. But speculation began to pick up when Phil Mickelson was removed from the list of players who planned to compete in the Masters, which starts April 7th. Tiger was still on the active invited players list. And when asked a week ago for guidance on a decision, his agent said it was too early. So you're more of a golf guy than me. You're going to be meeting with a golf guy this afternoon. And, you know, in the, in the business realm, I'm, while I like golf, I'd rather watch it than play it. I get this is a big story. But what are the chances he just took his kid for, hit the driving range at Augusta? Uh, is this much ado about nothing or is it real? Like, I don't think Tiger, a week before the Masters, is just going to take his kid for a stroll you know, down the lane at Augusta, and uh, that's where he's choosing to go for a little round of golf or to hit the range. You know, there's more to it than that. He wants to go and play the course. I'm sure of it. He wants to go and see, you know, what he can do out there, how he's, his body holds up to the demands of Augusta and, uh, and the course. You know, he's not just rolling out there just for fun. Um, Tiger wants to know if he can play. You know, we've seen it in his eyes, you know, and we know that, He's been in the accident, and he's not going to be the 25-year-old Tiger that we fell in love with. But, you know, it, that, that, that fire is going to be there. So if he has an opportunity, he feels good, he can go play 18, put a decent score up, then he'll come back next week and compete. You know, he's got a, what, I'm pretty sure it's a lifetime um, entry into the Masters. So, uh, you know, if Tigers can, can play, he's going to play. I see something's happened with my screen. It seems a little cloudy, so if that's a problem for everybody, just close your eyes and listen to Darren and my beautiful voices because I've been told by the viewers it's very soothing. And maybe the picture will come back. If it doesn't, um, I'm sure we'll all survive. And for our tech crew, the fastest pit crew in the business, although it seems to have come back, I think we might be okay, but if we have to fix it in the break. We will. Uh, can we hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan, Thanks. So we opened with the NHL. Austin Matthews scored his league-leading 49th goal and had a helper as the Toronto Maple Leafs ended the Boston Bruins' four-game win streak with a 6-4 victory Tuesday night. The breaking news today, the NHL fined Bruins forward Taylor Hall $5,000 for roughing Leafs defenseman Ilya Labushkin during Toronto's victory. The incident occurred with less than five minutes to play in the second period when Hall appeared to punch Labushkin in the side of the head, from behind, and then shoved him down to the ice after the Leafs defenseman had first knocked him close to the boards from the side. So I started a holy war on Twitter. Didn't really mean to, but I watched the clip. Gosh, I love NHL Network, by the way. I love it! And I, as I'm watching Taylor Hall come from behind and drill a sucker punch, which, by the way, have you ever been sucker punched, Moose? Because I have. No. I, both literally and figuratively, I've been sucker punched. It doesn't feel real nice. And I'm like, this reminds me a lot of Todd Bertuzzi and Steve Moore. So I awaited, fully expecting a suspension for Taylor Hall today. And then I see a $5,000 fine come down the pipe from the NHL player safety. And I'm like, what? But as I've said many times, somehow you're going to need to find a way to word this properly on my tombstone. 
the one will be the size of the CN Tower. I know nothing. <laughs> Don't ask me about player safety in today's NHL, because I, I thought we were doing this for the safety of players. That's kind of the idea. Steve Moore can't walk after what Bertuzzi did. And, you know, thank God Labushkin uh, can take a punch, if you will. Not to say that Steve Moore can't. But holy smokes, people are testy with what I said comparing this to the Todd Bertuzzi sucker punch. Labushkin popped right up. Steve Moore did not. People are saying Bertuzzi's was premeditated, blah, blah, blah. Sucker punch is a sucker punch. I've received them. I've seen countless ones. Just because Labushkin got up doesn't make it less dirty. So the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, should Taylor Hall have been suspended for his sucker punch on Labushkin, Ilya Labushkin? And over 70% of respondents on Twitter, the last I saw, said that indeed Taylor Hall should be suspended for the sucker punch. Okay. I sit there and I watch Craig Button and all these guys that I love. And they say these things, Moose, if we can see Moose again, these cute little comments like, this is the kind of thing we don't want in the game anymore. So throw the book at this son of a gun. A $5,000 fine for that? I don't, I don't get it. I know. It's, it's because it, it ended up being a fairly harmless play. I mean, yeah, he was he obviously shaken up, and, you know, because he got up, we, we tend to think that it wasn't so bad. But the act was the same, right? And because it's Taylor Hall and it's not Donald Brashear, you know, when, when, or, um, when Taylor Hall goes and, and does it, I mean, he's not a big, tough enforcer. His punch doesn't pack a lot of weight. So we tend to think it's not the same. But, you know, it looked very similar, and uh, he's going to take a $5,000 fine. and and you move on. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the hockey world's divided on this one for sure. I don't get it. When they talk about plays they want out of the game. Exhibit A, that's textbook. That's what they're showing in the summertime at league meetings. We don't want yeah. this. That was 1980s, 1990s Thursday. You know, not a big deal. But now I don't think we want this anymore. And I, fine, okay, whatever. Uh, James Alstra is watching in Manitoba. He says, Rod, you got roasted on Twitter. Wow, you're still our man here. Oh, trust me, I can handle it. Believe me, I can handle it. Uh, so moving on, how are we doing for time? Yeah, real good. In Pittsburgh, the Rangers were there, and Frank the Tank, Vetrano, and Braden Schneider, the pride of Prince Albert, scored less than five minutes apart in the second period. Chris Kreider added his 45th goal of the season, and the Rangers moved into second place in the Metropolitan Division with a 3-2 win over Pittsburgh. In Tampa, Steven Stamkos scored a power play goal 52 seconds into overtime and had two regulation assists as the Lightning beat Carolina 4-3. Alex Kalorn, Victor Hedman, and Braden Point also scored, and Vazzy made 16 saves for the Lightning. Uh, down here in Sunrise, Florida, Jonathan Huberdeau and Ryan Lomberg, the Lamborghini, each had two goals and a helper to lead the Panthers past the Montreal Canadiens 7-4. Sam Bennett and Alex Barkov also added a goal and a helper for the Atlantic Division leaders who are tied with Carolina for the top playoff seed in the Eastern Conference. I wanted to spend more time on this game, but the Tiger thing came down 
and the Taylor Hall thing came down. I'll just say, Moose, it's my commentary today. If anybody wants to go read it at rodpeterson.com, two-time winner of Canada Sports Blog of the Year. It was nice being in the den last night. You saw my video on my Instagram at uh, Rod Peterson Official. You saw my guy Stormin' Norman serving up some brisket in the uh, and tortellini in the media room. And hey, the NHL people, Moose, are now voting on our polls, by the way. They were voting on the Leafs and they're whining. They don't like the Final Four that you posted or wherever it came out because uh, the Panthers weren't in it. They're all paying attention to the show and not necessarily agreeing with what we say. I think you would say that's a good thing overall. It's a great thing. Absolutely. So it's great. We want more people paying attention. I don't know if you saw all the comments. I know you've got your top five, bottom five, but there was a string of comments, people uh, weighing in on their opinions. So it's good to see the hockey people are awake and uh, catching on to what we're doing every day. Uh, I heard from the Vegas Golden Knights, too. They're not happy <laughs> that they were ignored uh, for the conference finals. I didn't respond. They're not in the playoff spot, are they? Yeah, yeah get into the playoffs first, and then we'll talk. Um, now, let's hear from you, everybody. Let's hear from you. In the chat, 902 text line, Jason in Red Deer says, Taylor Hall probably made more money in the five-second skirmish that followed than he was fined. And $5,000 is nothing. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. No, John, John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm says a 5000 fine should have been a $50,000 fine, but it's not. That was the maximum allowable fine. Yeah. Uh, Phil on YouTube says Taylor Hall was channeling his inner Will Smith. Can you believe they're still talking about that? I know. It's insane. We're nowhere near a, res- a resolution to whether it was real or not. Do you still think that it was real? I've never thought it was real. Yeah, I do. You still think it's real? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, I'll agree to disagree, but that's also fine. We're only, by the way, on point one of the Quick Six show topics, so we're, uh, this is going to carry over into point two, and we've got a lot of fun things to get to there, believe me. But continuing on with uh, Tuesday NHL leftovers, Valerie Nichushkin scored twice and Darcy Kemper stopped 44 shots as Colorado edged Calgary 2-1 in a matchup of Western Conference division leaders. Central division leading Colorado won the season series 2-1. The Avs did so without Nathan McKinnon, who was out with a lower body injury. Tyler Toffoli scored for the Pacific division leading Calgary Flames. Jacob Markstrom, Markey, as they call him, stopped 28. Our top five, bottom five are coming up. We'll see if those teams are in them. Uh, In Columbus, Brock Nelson scored his career-high 32nd goal. Semyon Varlamov made 42 saves, and the Islanders held off Columbus 4-3. In St. Paul, the Flower made 32 saves and won his second straight start for many, which extended their win streak to seven games with a 4-1 victory over Philly. Look out, Flower Power is back. He was smiling like a butcher's dog. I don't know if you saw the post-game interviews with him. It was just so nice to see him happy. Sometimes a change of scenery makes you happy. You know what I mean? I don't know what happened with Anaheim, but Rupe Hintz and Jacob Peterson scored in the third period to help Dallas rally for a 3-2 win over the Ducks. Record-wise, they're one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. What the hell happened? 
In Nashville, Michael McCarron scored twice, and Juicy Soros made 36 saves as Nashville beat Ottawa 4-1. Tanner Janot, what do you know? And Matt Duchesne also scored for the Preds. Uh, That is our skate through the NHL with the Tuesday leftovers. When we come back, top five, bottom five, I want to talk more from the NHL meetings, the GM meetings, the NFL meetings. I got a slew of NFL notes. We may or may not talk about Victor Quee, the Edmonton Elks president. He might have some thoughts on the fact that the CFL released, I think it's their first preliminary power rankings just this morning. I don't know if you saw them, but the Edmonton Elks are ranked dead last in the power rankings. So we could kick that around too. On the way, Peter Labardius and Jim Lang. This is the warm-up, and you're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, live streaming on YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio streaming at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.